is Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. And welcome to the podcast. The podcast of all podcasts. That's what they yeah. say. That's what the people on the streets are saying. They'd be like, hey, have you, have you heard that podcast? Which podcast? The, only the, the podcast of all podcasts. They're talking about and they're us. like, oh yes, the Zoocast. And we're like, yeah, that's the one, guys. Shh, yeah, no. that's the one. Play it cool, okay? Play it cool. But thanks, tell all your friends and rate and subscribe and do all the nice podcasty things. I actually I actually don't listen to enough podcasts myself, which is which is really bad. I yeah, I I, I know it sounds really like cliche and I'm not just saying this because I think our boss listens to this podcast, but I definitely listen to way more radio than podcast. Oh Jesus, yeah. But the thing yeah. is uh, podcasts are great because you know like you can if you're wanting to learn about a certain thing or listen to a certain genre like there's a podcast for bloody everything these days and they are great but I don't know like maybe you're different but there's this thing with me and this is this probably isn't doing <laughs> this probably isn't doing great things for our own podcast but when okay. I'm listening to podcasts I much prefer to listen to podcasts by people who I know or I am familiar with you know? Oh, 100%. Or like, I love listening to like people that I know, like that I'm friends with who are like guests on other podcasts. Because obviously like working in the industry, a lot of our peers and our colleagues would be guests on other podcasts. And I love to see like, what are they talking about? What are they into? Yeah. Like I love, I feel like you find out a lot about a person on a podcast. Yeah. That maybe, that maybe you would find out, but maybe more so than you would know if you just had like a conversation with them at the water cooler, you know? Yeah. But you hear, you hear great things about like some of the really, really big worldwide podcasts. Like, one that always pops up and people are always talking about is called My Dad Wrote a Porno like I've heard about that I've (laughs) I've seen it in so many charts I just I I don't know nothing's drawing me to it because I don't know who it's by or what it's about yet I know it's really good apparently do you know? Yeah no I need to have some kind of like connection to the person on the podcast so whether it's the host or the guest or like maybe it's someone that I follow on Instagram. Like for example, I listen to actually podcasts of people that I've never met. Like I really like Caitlin Bristow. Her podcast is called Off the Vine. She does like she used to be on The Bachelor um, in oh. America. The show isn't that big over here, but I I watched it and I thought she was brilliant. Mm. And Jessie Ware Table Manners. Again, I I I've never met her. I would love to be friends with her, but she does a podcast where she goes over to her man's house and she invites celebrities over for dinner. And like, like, so like she's had like the likes of like Ed Sheeran and like, oh. like really big names. Liam Payne from One Direction has just gone over to her house. She's like, hey, do you want to come on my podcast, Table Manners? And they're like, yeah, cool. Come on over to my mom's gaff. Here's the address. Bring drinks. Oh, like, it's brilliant. That's so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, for, first of all, if you're listening to our podcast right now, thanks for choosing ours. We're essentially just giving out other recommendations of, of <laughs> other ones to check out and not listen to ours. I will say, like, you can keep listening to ours. Like, it is good. You'll hear all our best from the week. But the, my biggest two, you know, you get like your, your Spotify wrapped or whatever. My biggest two podcasts from last year were uh, Graham and Nathan's Little Big Podcast. They present Fully Charged on Spin 1038. And their podcast is great. Like, they just shoot the shit. And, and because I know them, I'm like, ah, well done, guys. But it's really entertaining. And also, Dara Quilty, his podcast, Dara Quilty's different. He used to present the Zoo Crew on Spin. Like, because I kind of know, like, know him and know what he's about, I enjoy. I really need to expand my horizons. My claim to fame uh, with Graham and Nathan is I think I was their first ever female guest on oh. the Little Big podcast a couple of years ago. Really? 
I think so, yeah. Because I think because I used to sit in between Graham and Nathan, so I used to oh, be oi. the entertainment reporter before I did. Uh, you slotted yeah, yourself every in girl's there. dreams. <laughs> Graham and Nathan sandwich, and I was very, very lucky to. I didn't take one second of that for granted. Um, but yeah, so I, when I was the entertainment reporter uh, before the zoo crew, I used to share like I used to sit beside Graham and Nathan, and I would sit in between the two of them. And I was like, I think you should have me on your podcast someday. So mm-hmm. I kind of invited myself. Yeah. So I kind of feel like they wouldn't have invited me had I not begged them to. But I, yeah, I think I was the first ever female. Oh, that's exciting. Sorry, you've actually just drawn my mind to a tweet I saw during the week I need to bring up. And you, what you said mm-hmm. there just sparked a reminder in my brain. I don't know. I can, I'm sorry that I can't give the credit because I've forgotten who tweeted this. But someone tweeted saying... When you're saying that expression, oh, it was a, so for example, you were like, it, oh, it, was, it was a Graham and Nathan sandwich. Yeah. So you were yeah. in the middle and Graham and Nathan were on either side. No, it is a Laura sandwich. You, if, you're, if you're making a ham sandwich, yeah. you don't, there's bread, ham, bread. So whatever's inside, on the inside, squashed by the two other things, it's that sandwich. So what you should have referred to there is a Laura sandwich, Graham and Nathan being the bread. And that tweet is so bloody right and people have never have never brought it up or reprimanded the first person to 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 make that statement and it's so true oh yeah now that you mentioned it god my whole life has been a lie yeah. i've been going around saying a sandwich if it's like two other people yeah yeah, yeah. or like oh. i think the i think the the direct quote in the tweet was oh you you're walking down the road with your two friends both called Greg. You don't say it's a Greg sandwich. It's a you sandwich. The Gregs are the bread. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah you're so right. Yeah. So no, I think. Are you not saying? Are you not saying that you're making the sandwich with these people? No. So like. Nah. Yeah. But yes. In 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 so far as that's how the sentence is structured. But if you're referencing a sandwich, if you're having a ham sandwich, you it's bread. It, Bread, ham, bread. Like if you're saying I'm a Greg sandwich, that means there's bread, Greg, bread. But the way he's talking about it is it's Greg, me, Greg. <laughs> yeah, very true. Okay, I'm very confused and now I just want a sandwich. Thanks, yeah. Jazz. Now I just want Greg. I mean, a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think next time you're actually talking to someone and using that expression, you have to just fix it yourself but make no reference to it. Like you have to just be... I suppose politi- politically correct about it. I don't think I have the attention span for that. I, I'd be, I would get distracted too much about sandwiches, and I'd actually forget what my point is. So I yeah. think I'm just gonna go and keep like living my life. The next time I'm walking between my two friends, Greg and Greg, I'm gonna be like, "Hey guys, look at this! It's a jazz sandwich," and just <laughs> and just see the reaction. People are like what? Like, what are you? Get a grip. What are you talking about? What? Are you? I actually, yeah. I don't have any friends called Greg. I was only trying to think. I don't actually know a Greg apart from Greg O'Shea, but like, oh, yeah. I don't know him. I just know of him. You don't know him. Um, actually, do you know what? <clears throat> I think Greg O'Shea lives relatively close to me because he. I, I went to a drive-through <laughs> coffee shop. Because um, I've been driving around all of my estate in my area and screaming, Greg, Greg, Greg. And then he you. looked out the window. <laughs> I'm looking for you. No, but I saw, I went to a drive-through coffee, like one of these, um, like, new businesses as like a, a small little container coffee drive through job today and Greg yeah. had it on his story there a while ago and it's near me and he said it's in his 5k so I might I might go on the hunt for Greg O'Shea oh my god imagine he became a friend of the show I would love oh, to be friends with Greg O'Shea that'd be great 
Do I, maybe He'd be a great friend. Yeah, he would be a great friend. Maybe he listens mm. to the podcast. Greg, if you're listening, I'll meet you for coffee. You know the place. I saw it on your Instagram story. Check mine and we'll rendezvous there very soon. Do you want to make a Laura sandwich? I was, I was going to say, we'll have to find someone else <laughs> called Greg and we can make a jazz sandwich. It'll be a jazz hey. sandwich. But if it's a jazz sandwich, then it doesn't matter who the other person is. You don't uh, need two of the same. No, it does. Because a ham sandwich, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have one slice of bread on the outside, ham on the inside, and then like a banana. Because then it's not a sandwich. You need two of the same on the outside, different on the inside. Do you know? So we, What if it, one is a slice of pan and the other is a crust? Yeah, well, that's still, you know, that's still the two of the kind of same, just crust at the end. So if we can't find... I've made a sandwich, I've made a sandwich like that before, very close to payday, mm. couldn't afford any more bread yeah. to eat the heel. Ah. The heel is honestly the best part, it's, it's yeah. underrated. The heel doesn't get enough clout, I feel. When you make a nice toasted sandwich, cover it in butter. The heel is the perfect slice for the, for the sandwiches. Yeah. Honestly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the heel. So if I can't find another Greg to make a jazz sandwich with me, Greg O'Shea, who will be the crust? It'll be someone. It'll be someone called. <laughs> I like, volunteer to be the crust. No, <laughs> it'll be someone called like um, some called like I'm just trying to think of a name that would. I'm literally volunteering, and you're no, not no, letting no. me be part of this sorry, Greg sandwich. Sorry, my 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 logic here is like. The crust to a slice pan, the the so the type of name to a Greg. If a Greg is a slice of bread, the the name of the person I'm looking for is is has to be the, the same kind of level as a crust. So it needs to be a name like Rory or something. <laughs> no offense to anyone called Rory, but I think you are the crust of a slice pan. The heel, the heel. Say... Sorry, the heel of a slice pan. I'd say that the heel of a slice pan is more of a Sean. Yeah, but there are a lot of there are a lot of Sean's. Do you know? There's a lot so there's but there isn't that many there isn't that many heels, so there there wouldn't be that many Sean's. See, needs to be I suppose Rory wouldn't be too Rory probably isn't the, the best type then. So a name that's little Why more Why do I feel like this is gonna be a segment on the show next week? Text us in your name, we'll tell you whether you're a heel or a crust. Yeah. Or yeah. a slice of bread. Yeah, exactly. And Actually, what do you call it? Do you call it the heel or do you call it the crust? I know, it's definitely the heel because the crust is the outside. Do you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I need to think oh, of this God. name. What's a name like... Like, no, no, I was going to say... No, I was going to say Nathan, but that's not right either. What about, like, um... Fiacre? Fiacre could work. Or Fred. Mm. Fred, isn't, Fred too many, Fred. isn't too many Freds around. There isn't actually too many Freds. Okay, it's settled. I don't know Fred if, you, at all. if you're a Fred and you want to be a Greg, be in a jazz sandwich composed of m- me, Greg O'Shea, and your fine self, get in touch with us. <laughs> Do you know what other kind of name you never hear? Tony. Tony. Oh, what about Tony Marconi? Oh yeah, Tony. Tony Marconi. Tony is the doorman in our building, Marconi House, and he, he is, is the nicest one of man. My f- favorite humans of all time i love him with all of my heart he is so so nice yeah. he is the sunshine on a rainy day oh he tony i miss tony because i'm working from home now mm. i miss tony yeah he is he is yeah. the best guy ever and i'm pretty sure no one has actually i don't well i don't know his surname but i came up with tony marconi because i mean he is he is the boss of marconi house and i think i think his name needs to be tony marconi 
<laughs> that would be a great realisation. But I, I was just going to say, like, I mean, you don't really hear of, like, any baby Tonys anymore. No, little baby Anthony. We'll call him Tony. Baby Anto, maybe. A, a funny guy on TikTok actually called Two Turned Tony. He has a pet duck. And he, uh, he's just like your stereotypical frat boy with a duck. Two Turned Tony. Two Turned for Taxes Tony. <laughs> Okay, a lot of a lot of names covered uh, in this intro, and we've been shiting on for almost yeah. fifteen minutes. So we'll, I suppose, we'll get into the podcast. Lots of soup content coming up. Oh, it's the soupiest! You might even say, Jazz, this will be a super podcast. Yeah, there you go. Hey. There's there. I'll actually, do you know what? I'll, that's what I'll title the episode: a super podcast. Super duper podcast. Lots of uh, soups you can experiment uh, and. Um, Cook-alongs, courtesy of Laura Bracken. We'll leave you to enjoy the podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. The Suecast with Jazz and Laura. I don't know if this is like a new, like kind of lockdown obsession or just a new thing. And to be honest, I'll probably get in a bit of trouble for saying this, but my mom has a, a new, a new lockdown kind of I suppose it's going to be an obsession so a few <laughs> your uh, mom's going to be raging that you're talking about her new obsession I know today. yeah so a few days ago or maybe it's like at the very end of last week she brought a couple of plants for the house and that was really nice it's nice few kind of leafy greens around the gap is always nice then over the weekend she was like she actually, <laughs> actually said to me I'm going to buy loads of plants for the house and I was like oh yeah, that's cool and she was like <laughs> and then she said to me she was like keep an eye out for some as well and some for pots and stuff I was like yeah okay grand because like there'd often be flowers in the house but she was like I'm going to buy loads of plants and uh, I was out for a little yeah. while over the weekend and I came back home and <laughs> and as I came in she was just kind of smiling at me and I could see there was a few extra plants around the place and she was like <laughs> smiling at me being like I got the plants and then as I walked around the house at home and went into pretty much every room in the house I could just see there was this huge big collection of plants everywhere and she was like I got them I got loads and she's really buzzed about it and I think it's cool like it's always nice to have plants in the gaff like they they um, they give out fresh oxygen for us to breathe which is very sound of plants do you know you learn about all that very in biology very sound indeed yeah now she also has this new app on her phone which she's buzzed about and essentially if you take a photo of the plant it tells you what it is and it tells you how to take care of it which is pretty cool um, but one of the plants in particular and I was getting into the shower <laughs> into the, went into the bathroom was getting into the shower yesterday and there was just this giant plant like one of the biggest of the lot she got sitting like on the corner of the high part of the bath in our shower like the, in the shower <laughs> end of the bath and I was like to her uh, like that has to go it's in the way and she was like <laughs> and she was like oh no 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 it, it's, it's staying in there and I was like but what do you mean like it's literally literally taking up one quarter <laughs> of the shower and bath area she's like oh no it has to stay it likes the steam <laughs> And I was like, okay, I don't care if this plant likes the steam. Like, I'm not joking when I say this. There wasn't room for a human in the shower because this bloody plant <laughs> was on the corner of the, of the like, high part of the bath and taking up the full thing. She's like, oh, no, just get in there beside it. It'll be grand. And I was like, no, there is plant going up my ass. I'm trying to get clean. 
Oh, look at you having a friend in the shower. No, but seriously, like, I can vouch for moms and say this is a real mom thing. Like, Jazz, you've been in my house before. Like, I don't know if you notice or not, but like in the, the conservatory in the back of my house, there is a plant on every single section of that whole windowsill. And again, in front of the back doors. I don't know what it is. My, my mom, every, every surface area in my house, if my mom had her way, she'd put a plant on it. It's gotten to the point now where there's so much, like, it's it's so awkward to move the plants to do the blinds up and down that the blinds actually, like, in half the conservatory, they just stay closed because we're so fed up with moving the plant pots. Like, the plants, the plants have taken over the house. I think they should start paying rent. Yeah, they probably should. I mean, people talk to plants all the time. If they're talking back, they should be paying, paying rent. <laughs> and I honestly, I do like plants around the place. Like, I got a new one in my room recently enough. But the thing is, it was just taking up the full shower. And like, I, that's fine. If it likes steam, it can stay in the bathroom. Just get out of my area. It was like I was taking a shower <laughs> in the bloody rainforest and then a little, oh, what's that up my bum? It's the plant. Oh, God. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Jazz, I saw a tweet earlier on today and it just brought me right back to growing up and how I always wished I had one of these in my house. So it's a tweet by someone named Sunny Bird and they said, if you have one of them fridges with the water dispenser, then you're rich in my eyes. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Like, I remember growing up and these things were just the thing of dreams. Like, before you'd even hear of a friend having them in a house, you'd see them on TV, watching shows on like Nickelodeon and they'd have them and like Drake, Drake yeah. and Josh would be going to get their refreshment and they'd just hold their glass up to the fridge and I was like, oh my God, mind blown. These guys are living in the future. And then you'd hear about that one guy in your class and be like... Do you hear he has the American fridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was always, it wasn't just like the big fridge. It was always referred to as the American fridge. Yeah. And I like that you said that you'd always used to see it on like Keenan and Kel or something like the really cool TV shows that you used to watch when you were growing up. And like there was always like that one person, I said, on your street that was always kind of like the first to get everything. And I remember when one of my friends on my road got one of those fridges we used to just constantly like go in their side entrance and like just go in and like get a cup of water and they were yeah. like no 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 don't like what are you doing and we're like oh no we could drink from the tap we want to drink from your fancy yeah. fridge and like, like <laughs> kids are like kids would just come in walk in off the street and just start like pouring themselves a glass of water like, <laughs> totally totally bizarre but it's like that when you're in like a friends group when you're growing up and your friend like gets something that you've always wanted like I remember the, as well like similarly the first friend that got like the first PlayStation in the group. Mm. We never left their house. They're poor parents. We just camped, like, camped in their house all the time. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Yeah, so I basically said that I tried a new recipe last week. I made a lentil dal and it was something that I'd never really made before and I said that I think I made it too watery and instead of eating it for two days in a row, for the second day I just blended it and made it into soup because it was kind of had that like soup consistency anyway. And then I had this thought and I was like, I wonder, can you literally blend anything, like, food-wise, and make it soup? Now, bear in mind, like, I've never seen, like, a roast dinner soup, but I don't think it'd be impossible. And I I brought you back to the time, Jazz, where I had braces for five and a half months, and for a good period of that time, like, my mouth was constantly sore. I couldn't bite into things. I was eating like a toddler again. I was Mm -hmm. eating liquidized food just because I couldn't chew anything. And I was like, do you know what? Like anything, if you put enough fruit in a blender with some juice, it's a smoothie. Can the same thing happen with soup? I am willing to put that to the test. This is true. And like when you think about it, sure, a lot of people are into making home soups these days. You can get cool little soup makers. But even without the soup makers, all that is really involved is you get your food that makes your flavor. You dice it up. Then you blend it. Then you 
boil it with some other stuff like <laughs> other ingredients and then it's soup so like why can't yeah. carrot soup become like roast chicken and vegetable roast dinner soup or like leftover <laughs> beef stir fry soup I mean it makes sense logically it should happen I think so too and I definitely think that there is room in the soup market not the supermarket not to be confused with the supermarket <laughs> but on the soup market there's definitely room for new flavours this could be a new business venture for me who knows but while I am broadcasting from home and in lockdown and don't really have anything else to be doing I want to make a new soup <laughs> <laughs> you heard so it here first if you first. have any suggestions yeah, so if you have any suggestions that, of the type of soup that you want to make, want me to make or put to the test, let us know what it is. 087-711-1038. I'm open to all soup suggestions. What we said on Friday was, this is essentially, will it blend and can it be soup? So while Laura's at home, pretty much every day this week, essentially going to blend a new thing. So your suggestions as to what can go into a different soup daily, be it a roast chicken, maybe it'll be like a load of squares or chunks of tofu uh, for uh. O- other things like scone scone soup you're making scones at home <laughs> I mean you know? I'm a big fan of scones I'm not going to lie I also <laughs> do you know what I did yesterday and this is probably a sin to do in January but seeing as it was kind of snowing yesterday I had the urge to make mince pies yeah. I made a batch of mince pies yesterday and I thoroughly enjoy them will, will I make mince pie soup Again, I am open to suggestions. I will make any type of soup that you want me to. We'll put it to the test. Will it blend? Will it not? The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. If you've noticed something slightly, slightly different, we're going to let you in on a small bit of like a radio secret here. But you, you can hear these these little bits of music that we have as we as we talk to give the show a bit of energy. We call them beds. Yeah, yeah a little bit of oomph. We call them beds. Music beds that we speak over when we're so it's not just dead and there's nothing behind us well we actually got we got a lot of fresh ones today uh nick our man nick here in the office sort us out with some fresh beats and uh we it's kind of it's a little bit exciting for us because it's new things to play with but laura has just noticed something about one of them yeah one of them we were listening to them there uh, a couple of minutes ago and one of them just reminds me of do you know that kind of like style of program it was always like in like the early noughties like the makeover style shows and it was always like presented by like some like English TV presenter that was always just like there to like make your life so much better and this is the one she's talking about yeah it kind of reminds me of like they have a real preppy presenter and they'd be like welcome to the show Sarah tonight we will give her the makeover of her life she's young she's fit she's flirty and we want to bring that out Goodbye, drab. Hello, fab. She swapped her nice, flary jeans for nice, tight ones around her bum. (laughs) (laughs) It just reminds me of those shows. They used to be on TV all the time. Like, if you've got it, you've got to flaunt it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it would be like sponsored product placement of like Actimel, LKZI Immunitas. (laughs) Yeah, and there was always like, they would always have like an office worker like named Barry. He'd be like, Barry, he's swapping his shirts for something more funky. <laughs> and then it would come out and he'd be in this like really tight tie dye top and shorts. And you'd be like, no, stick to the suit, man. What are you doing? The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Now, Jazz, last time on the show, I said 
obsessed with the fitness. Now, I may have just been quoting the lyric to a well-known song, KSI, Craig David, really love. Um, no, but I, I, I am trying to... Now, I say trying. I am maybe not putting in as much effort as I should be, but I am trying to get my 10,000 steps a day because I have fallen victim to, you know... Instagram, and I notice everyone is like, "Hey guys, let's go on our fifteenth walk of the day. Everybody, let's get outside." And then you kind of feel like you haven't achieved anything if you haven't done your ten thousand steps. You know yes. I mean? So I recharged my L Fitbit, and I was like, "Right now, it's time to go." Now, bear in mind, it is not on either of my wrists right now. Oh it my god, where are you wearing that thing? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. No, it's currently charging. Right. Thank God. And because I'm just you know I'm just flat out with the fitness. You know me, Jazz, flat to the mat with the fitness obsessed with the fitness Um, obsessed with the fitness and no but I've started wearing it to bed as well because as as much as it's important (laughs) as much as it is important to track your fitness when you're out walking there's also like a sleep tracker on it and I don't think I get enough sleep right I think you're just wearing it to bed bed. because you're probably more active in bed (laughs) at night sleeping than you are at any stage during the day Excuse me, Jazz, what is that supposed to mean that I am more active in bed than I am out on the streets? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> that Please care to explain. That you're doing shag all during the day. <laughs> <laughs> and what at night? <laughs> um, but no, I, I honestly think you might be right, right? Because I went to bed the other night just to see how, like, how I was sleeping. Okay, get your mind out of the gutter, how I was sleeping. And I woke up and obviously hadn't left the bed. And my Fitbit told me, I did 25 steps, right? So my Fitbit is lying to me. How on earth do you do 25 steps when you haven't left the bed? Please explain. I don't understand. My Fitbit is telling me absolute fibs. And like, it's telling me, like, essentially I'm getting more exercise than I am. Like, because there's no way I did 25 steps in my sleep. I don't sleepwalk. I didn't get up to go to the bathroom or anything. How were those 25 steps there? Unless you are seriously just having some mad dreams. Dreams in which you are like tossing and turning or giving people hand signals in your dreams because you know like when you're walking that's <laughs> like when you're walking like your your arms are moving so, so it could be that the way your arms are jiggling it, it feels like steps are being taken so I don't know maybe you're dreaming that you're in traffic and someone has just cut you off and you're like hey you bloody hand signals going 90s you know like it's honestly baffling like if exercise was that easy like if I could get my steps in without leaving the bed like that would be the absolute <laughs> like dream situation but then I was just thinking I was like right so when I do go out for my walks and I do feel really proud of myself because I've done my 2,000 my 5,000 my 10,000 whatever thousand it is even if I've done a few hundred I'm like well this is amazing but I'm also like am I really hitting my target or have I like because if I'm essentially picking them up before I've even left bed Mad, like. I mean, does, if does this happen to you? Do you wake up with steps on your counter? Uh, I like, don't. I don't. Well, I don't really monitor it, but I, I suppose if you're getting so um, intrigued about twenty-five steps, and twenty-five steps will make or break your day, <laughs> I don't think you're setting your your goals high enough. That's all I will say. <laughs> you know me, Jazz. So fit. So, into Guys, the exercise. 25 sets. <laughs> I, I've done it. That's it. Couch for the rest of the day. Come on. The Zoocast.
with Jazz and Laura. Look, we are nothing if we are not honest on this show. So if you've been listening to us for the past couple of weeks, you'll know that I'm here in studio and as we're taking extra precautions and being safe during the pandemic, Laura is broadcasting from home. You've set up in your bedroom and through technology, we can do the show essentially as normal. Now, if you've been listening to us like very closely, you'll know that some nights there is a bit of, of, of a delay on Laura's feed and th- there's not a whole lot we can do about it. Some nights it's worse than others. <laughs> and tonight, tonight it was, it, it, it's been pretty bad for like the last 45 minutes. So, you know, we've been on to our tech people and they have sorted it out. And I think it is, it's a li- little better now. However, yeah, Paul, uh, our tech engineer, very clever man he has just informed us that there is a slight possibility that that <laughs> I can hear Laura in my headphones but you might not have actually been going out and like it, it would have sounded like if you're listening to us now it would have sounded like that I'm talking to myself and Laura you're not here <laughs> I honestly think I actually I'm only after catching my breath like I have been giggling about this for the last 15-20 minutes the possibility like the thoughts of me possibly being just in Jazz's ear thinking that I'm going out on air uh, and, and me not actually being there just makes me laugh so so much because like it's imagine like Jazz thinks the show is going la 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 and I'm chatting away and you're just there like pausing yeah yeah I totally agree I totally agree Laura absolutely <laughs> I, I would, when, when in reality everyone thinks I'm taking a day off I would hope <laughs> that that wasn't happening because I would have hoped that you listening would have let me know if, if I was just like talking and there was like a gap for a minute when Laura would have been speaking I assume at least one person would have texted or whatsapped in saying who are you talking to Laura isn't there now no such texts have come in which I'm happy about however we so there's a possibility that you Laura mightn't have been going out on air there is also we've been informed a very small possibility <laughs> that you might have been broadcasting on news talk because their studios are on the floor <laughs> underneath us and you know the cables run through the building there is a small possibility that you have been going out on news talk <laughs> where they're probably talking about bloody really serious stuff coronavirus coronavirus and deaths and all that and we're here like do you like pickles on a burger I ate a whole pickle today <laughs> <laughs> speaking of pickles pickles of peanut butter god it's delicious I'll post the recipe for you guys <laughs> it's, just, it's just a very funny contrast of information and entertainment. I love it so much. But uh, yeah, so if, if you ha- if you have been hearing me, excellent. If you haven't, welcome me to the show. Look where I am. I'm here. I'm ready to do my job. And if we're <laughs> broadcasting on News Talk right now, welcome to the Zoo Crew. <laughs> this is actually Spin. You need to change to us um, more more often. Welcome to the show. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. I think it was last week on the show that I was talking about something that I thought was totally um, like a thing on Instagram that people use, but it was purely for their own benefit. Now, turns out I was I was uh, proved wrong, and I'm talking about Instagram highlights because my theory was that <laughs> Instagram highlights you put them up there for other people to watch but they're totally self-indulgent like I've never gone to someone else's profile to watch their highlights but you Laura and a lot of people on text are like that's literally a big part of Instagram like go to other people's profiles to use their highlights 100% what, where they go to eat where they go on holidays I love having a good snoop if, guarantee if you have highlights on your page I watch them I'm a creep all right. <laughs> well, I say this because I have become a hypocritopotamus. A hypocritopotamus. A hypocritopotamus. I am a hypocrite because I spent the whole weekend 
setting up <laughs> Instagram highlights and and while they're nice to have I spent so much time going back through all my stories because I wanted to set some up I got like I've been feeling I've been really missing like DJ gigs recently like it's really hit home that I haven't done a gig in almost oh, a year yeah. so I went through like all my gigs DJ and Bingo Loco and other stuff and I set up I set up like a Bingo Loco highlight then I set up a highlight of like behind the scenes stories that I put up from doing this show a highlight of Zinc my puppy and then I got it into my head I don't know I don't know if this is a, a thing that other people feel but I was like if I'm doing this I need all these stories to be in chronological order otherwise it's going to mess up my yes. head so I had to go back to like when we started this show years ago I had to go back and put them all in order and same with like DJing gigs I had to go back as far as I wanted to start and make sure they were in order otherwise it just would have messed up my head and because there was so many because I was going back years I'm still not done I ha- and I had to set up loads really of bloody noise? highlights. Do you know what really annoys about Instagram highlights? Is that like once you set them up, like you can't change the order. Like whatever, so like you, like so everything goes into into the highlight in order, right? But like only recently, like I did I did another highlight on my page of books because I'm like I like to share books and I notice people message me when I put up pictures on my story of books. Like what are you reading? Blah blah. So I made a highlight, right? But what annoys me is the books are now at like the like the forefront of my page whereas a lot of the books that I would have made a highlight of are from like two, three years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want the books to be the first thing. The first thing I want to see is like my last holiday to New York and it's totally <laughs> like, it's totally like, um, like a narcissistic thing. Like I, like, I want, I want to be like, no, I went to New York on my last holiday in 2019. God, that feels like ages ago. But like, it just annoys me that I can't move the highlights around yeah. in order. It really bugs me. I know. So Instagram sorted out. So, so even though I've I have totally undermined my theory, I still don't know if if anyone gives a crap about my, your own highlights. You know, I I spent the full weekend oh. setting them up, but you did say two yeah. minutes ago if you have highlights, I'm going to watch them. So that means you need to go now and watch all my highlights on my page. Oh yeah, you've got Cuba, Bingo, Loco, Zoo Crew, Zinc. I knew there'd be a puppy one. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch that one. And the Zoo Crew, I suppose. <laughs> You'll be there for a while. Because <laughs> I'm in it. Yay! <laughs> there you go. It doesn't matter about my highlights. Highlights. You're only gonna watch the ones that you're in. <laughs> you better put filters on me. <laughs> the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. So last night on the show, in case you missed it, Jazz set me the challenge of making a brand new soup that I've never made it before. And not just any old soup. We're talking on the show how we have a theory that basically anything, as long as it's the right consistency and can be blended food-wise, can be made into a soup. Uh, I was saying that over the weekend, I tried a few new soup recipes. And today I was set the challenge of making a new soup. And that new soup, Jazz, that you set me the challenge was... Basically, sausage and potato soup. I like to call it bangers and mash soup because by the end of it, my potatoes were absolute mush. So I'm going to call it bangers and mash soup. (laughs) Bangers and mash soup. I mean, sausages should be able to be blended. Potato definitely could be blended. Let's see how Laura got on making bangers and mash soup. I'm peeling my potato. I had a sneaky look online and I realised that sausage and potato soup is an actual thing. Um, however, I am not going to the shops today and I don't have all of the ingredients. I have stock potato, um, some herbs and sausage. Okay, so thought I had vegetable stock. I only have chicken stock. This is going to be a chickeny, porky soup. Mmm. <laughs> 
Okay, the sausages are on. Can I just skip this part and eat the sausages? The same, the smell so, so good. Okay, the sausages and the potatoes are in the pot. I'm about to put in the stock. This looks absolutely disgusting. The noises. <laughs> I don't want to eat this. <laughs> go, moment of truth. Okay, soup is blended. It's in a bowl. I have my bowl and my spoon. I am ready to taste this. Looking at it, um, I actually don't think it looks uh, disgusting. I actually think it looks kind of like a vegetable soup. Um, you can definitely see kind of like the lumps of sausage still in it, like just the kind of like the burnt skin parts that didn't really blend. Um, but here I go. All right, I'm excited to try. Must blow in it, safety first. Bit warm. Okay, here I go. Mmm. Okay, ooh, mmm, okay. Definitely the sausage flavor is really, really strong. You know what? It's actually not bad. Mmm, okay, I'm gonna go for more. Mmm. Hey, the sausage makes it really, really salty. Mmm. You know what? I'm actually gonna give this a three out of five. I thought you were going to say a 3 out of 10. <laughs> so bangers and mash soup. It all blended down and it didn't sound to be all that bad. No, it actually wasn't. I'm not going to lie. Like, it it didn't look the best. Like, if it was served to you in a restaurant, you'd probably be a bit like, oh, how yeah. long has that been sitting in the fridge? Looks a bit gone off. But considering you were like, make bangers and mash soup, judging by what you have in the press, I didn't. I looked up, like, online and, like, sausage and potato soup is a thing. Really? But I didn't have any of the recipes. They were like, use, like, spicy, like, chorizo, like, use baby potatoes, put spinach in it, put a bit of cream in it. All I literally had was chicken stock, like, a sausage and some potato. So, all in all, it wasn't bad but I, I wouldn't be rushing to have it again but it was definitely edible but what was the sausage like blended because like sausage well, meat I, if you go in into like if you know how it's made like it's not the most appealing meat and the idea of it being blended isn't all that appealing either no it wasn't great and to be honest I definitely burnt the sausage like I cut it up into like little pieces so it would blend easier so when I cooked them that way that's how they cooked but like they cooked so fast like they actually were burnt so like the like the burnt bits didn't blend so there was kind of like chunks of like charcoal flavour. <laughs> but I was like do you know what that's probably a delicacy somewhere so let's just roll with it okay but yeah I wouldn't be rushing to make it again but all in all successful soup okay so we're gonna try one of these on the show each night I mean has there been anything else that tickles your fancy because otherwise I'm gonna give you something to blend and make soup out of you know what? I think I'm actually open to the challenge. I'm definitely going to have another look through my fridge, see what leftovers are going. I had some kind of like vegetable pie tonight. So maybe it can be like vegetable pie soup. We might be able to blend the pastry. I mean, so I'm open I'm open to suggestions. This was going to be one of my suggestions. Somewhat pastry-based soup. Or my other suggestion was like a cheese-based. Like if you have like... well. If you have like a big chunk you, of cheddar, there's cheese, there's cheese. Yeah, there's cheese inside this pie. It was like it was cauliflower, cheese, um, spinach, and broccoli and okay. pastry. So like, I might try that maybe with some like creamed. It's settled. <laughs> so tomorrow's soup is going to be cheese and pastry. Now because there's cheese in the pie already, <laughs> do put a lot extra cheese in there. And I'm like, this might be the next best thing. Bangers and mash soup, done. Tomorrow, cheese and pastry soup. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Back to last night's show. Laura, you were telling us about how mysteriously your Fitbit was tracking some steps between when you went to bed and when you got up. 
Yeah, so I was wearing it to bed because I wanted to track my sleep because I don't think I'm getting my full eight hours that is required to like to help you function as a human being. So I started wearing it to bed and I'd wake up in the morning and like at midnight your steps reset itself. And I was waking up in the morning with like 25 steps already on the clock and I had not gotten out of bed. I hadn't gone to the bathroom or anything in the middle of the night. I'd stayed put. Yet I still managed to do 25 steps in my sleep. I don't know if that is impressive and a special skill that I didn't know I had. Or Fitbit is feeling sorry for me and is adding extra steps on to make me feel better. I don't know. Yeah. So, so Jazz, I sent you the challenge last night. I wanted to see if this was just for me. So I asked you, would you wear yours to bed mm. and see if you got a similar outcome? Yeah, and I don't usually wear my Apple Watch to bed, but I kept it on last night to track the steps. And as I was getting into bed, I think I was, I was definitely, it was definitely into tomorrow being today. So I think I had about 150 steps on my counter for today when I was going to bed I think at about like one o'clock or whatever so I knew about 100 steps I got up this morning and there was 186 steps on the clicker so almost oh my god almost exactly the same as you that's about 30 35 steps that I put on and the thing about the Apple Watch is if you have one you'll know this but it actually tracks total activity so uh, in terms of like hours so if I had a got, gotten up during uh, the night to pee or sleepwalking or anything I would see a blue mark filled in here and I would see a spike in activity there isn't any of that so I can confirm that I wasn't out of bed last night and still what? there is 35 steps after clocking up between when I got into bed and when I got out so do you think it's just a, like do you think that we might be secretly sleepwalking and it's not being picked up by our watches or are our watches feeling sorry for us and giving us extra steps or are we like big tossers and turners like I wonder just tossing and turning make like create the motion of walking or something Yeah well that's what I mean I think our watches think that we're exercising I think well for me anyway I can definitely rule out sleepwalking because like you said it, my watch would show if I was up moving around it would show a spike in activity there's nothing it's the the curve is flat when it comes to activity so I I reckon, like, just the amount of tossing and turning that's going on, or other things, we don't know what we're doing in our sleep, is actually, <laughs> is, is actually racking up steps. That is mental. Okay, I'm going to wear mine again to bed tonight, and I'm going to count and see if I have any steps after midnight. So I usually go to bed now after midnight. So I'm going to see, and then I'm going to see if there's any added on in the morning. I need to get to the bottom of this. I, and I, I think it's going to get to the point where I need to set up a camera in my room to make sure I'm not sleepwalking and I'm just unaware of it, because this has me baffled. Now, I noticed, and I mentioned earlier on the show, you are wearing your gym top. You don't usually wear your athleisure wear. I just hope now you're not counting these 25 <laughs> steps that you do in the middle of the night as a workout. You can't go on and be like, hey guys, you're going to start my new fitness blog. All you have to do is actually go to sleep <laughs> and you pick up steps. It's a great workout. Live healthy, guys. To be honest, I think that's more a fitness plan that people will be getting on board with. If, if I can tell people... This is proven. If you go to bed, you'll do 100 steps in your sleep. I think people will be all about it. Sold. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. I received a text. Now, not a not a DM, not a WhatsApp, an actual SMS message this morning. And it was uh, at 9.57, so I usually don't get a lot of texts early in the morning. So I was surprised to see this come in. I was even more surprised... <laughs> And I read it. So this is what the text <laughs> okay. said. And by the way, it's from a number that I didn't have saved. So just a bloody 087, whatever it is. So this is the text. Hi, Declan. 
<laughs> Hi Declan. Love it already. <laughs> Hi Declan. Happy belated special birthday. I'm sure you were spoiled rotten and enjoyed what celebrations you could. Hope ye all are well and staying safe. Take care, Liz X. <laughs> oh, I love this. This has many levels. Like, who is Liz to Declan? Who mm. is Declan to Liz? Yeah. How, how like, why, how did they not have each other's number saved already? Yeah. What's going on? If you, if, if, if Liz isn't that close to Declan, but is leaving an ex, is, is, is this like a raunchy affair going on? Anyway, I, I took it at face value and I, I was like, you know, Liz clearly has the wrong number. I am certainly not Declan, but I feel it's my duty to reply. So I did. I sent an SMS back. I said, Hi Liz, hope you're doing well in these tough times. Another walk and a coffee, am I right? <laughs> Many thanks for the birthday salutations. So I wanted her to know that for the first paragraph, I could be Declan. <laughs> I go on my yeah. second paragraph. I say, I must, however, inform you that I am not Declan. My name is Jazz, <laughs> but I do think the name Declan would suit me nonetheless. I go on. I do believe that that what's for you won't pass you, and I reckon you got the wrong number for a reason. So we must not let this opportunity escape us. I hope we can continue to chat via SMS as your unannounced text really brightened up my day. Looking forward to our next correspondence, your pen pal, Jazz. P.S. My birthday is the 2nd of June. <laughs> Has Liz written back to you? So I was really, really thinking, grand, like Liz is going to see this, get a great old laugh out of it and reply instantly. And she didn't. She hasn't replied. And because it's not, it's not even a bloody iMessage, would you believe? Which has me thinking Liz is old school and she's using a bloody Nokia at 3210. So I can't see if my text has been delivered, if she's read it. It's just green on my well, phone. Well, if she is on a Nokia 3210, give her some time because the other half of her me- of that message might not have come through yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So give Liz a week or two and then she'll probably get it all. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm hoping like perhaps... Perhaps Liz maybe is at a different stage of life than I am. And I'm really hoping that, that she'll get a kick out of this and me and Liz will become good pen pals. I actually have a good feeling and, you know, we won't be able to meet because you can't, you can't meet people. You certainly can't meet be mm. meeting new people these days. So I think I, no. I it should, should Liz reply, I think I should have a good new pen pal on the horizon. And look, if you don't get a pen pal out of it, at least you get kind of an alter ego. Like we were talking on the show recently how you've been called Jazz, Jizz... Jess, Jenny, and now Declan. Declan. The zoo crew <laughs> with Declan and Laura. <laughs> I mean, a ring I to like it. it. A ring to it, perhaps not. The zoo cast with Jazz and Laura. So today I had the challenge of making a leftover vegetable pie that was really, really pastry heavy uh, into soup with the help of cheese. Jazz insisted that I had to do a cheese mm. and pastry soup. Yeah. And um, like, last, so la- like last night when I was doing the sausage and potato one, when I Googled that, there was recipes actually to help me. So I was like, okay, I kind of know that, you know, sausage and potato soup exists. This will be okay. When I Googled cheese and pastry soup, nada. No. I got a lot of um, pastry recipes with very kind of like liquidy and watery fillings so that they were kind of like a soup so that the pastry would break down. You could kind of eat it like bread. However, this was not how um, I was expecting this one to turn out. This was literally a lump of leftover vegetable pie to be chucked in 
with whatever else I could find in my house. So similarly to yesterday, my three ingredients that I had were a big old bag of cheese, leftover pie, and my good old reliable chicken stock. See how Laura got on. Okay, so my kettle for the stock has just boiled and already we are off to a terrible start because this is the sound of a stock that won't... Oh, okay, it opened. Never mind. (laughs) Okay, so again, like yesterday... Okay, we're going in with the chicken stock, um, which I don't think will be half as bad today because yesterday we had pork sausages and now we're going in with... This one is weird. This one's like a jelly consistency. Mm, Makes me feel a bit weird. Okay, how much is enough stock? Like... I think the general rule is like 300 mils. Okay, we're going up to 500. Because I'm really bad at maths. But I feel like by breaking down the pie, it will blend easier. That is very, very squelchy. Ugh, I'm not looking forward to this one. In goes the cheese. In goes the stock. Oh, this smells gross. <laughs> okay, here we go. Moment of truth. Will it soup? Let's find out. Okay, I don't know how this is possible, but this soup looks exactly identical to the one that we made yesterday. So we made bangers and mash soup yesterday and it was kind of like a brown, kind of grayish brown color with like um, kind of dark red and brown speckles throughout. I don't know how it's turned out exactly the same, but it has. All right, taste test time. I don't have high hopes because um, there is serious lumps of um, pastry throughout. It's not <laughs> very, very well, despite me breaking it down, thinking I was being very, very smart. Um, but it looks exactly identical to yesterday, which is very peculiar. Um, but I'm going to go in and have a little taste. Now, bear in mind, there was a nice sauce around the vegetables inside the pie that I used, so I think that's going to add kind of like a nice creamy consistency. So here I go. The little blow on the spoon. <laughs> Essential. Flavour, going to give it a three out of five. Not bad. Consistency, going to give it a two out of five. Conclusion, pastry does not soup. Sorry, can I just, before we go on any further, can I just say, why the hell are you doing ratings out of five? You either give it out of ten or else three to five stars. You can't just be going saying, I'm giving this soup a three out of five. Uh, oh, the tomorrow soup, do you know what? It was actually fantastic. Nine out of 23. <laughs> what are you doing? No, everything is out of five. Last night was out of five and tonight's no, out of five. Can I just say though, I did give it a solid... That's not the norm. It is, there's no, you want to talk about normal? Nothing is normal about what we're putting in a blender, okay? There's nothing normal about pastry soup. So I kind of feel like all of our rules go out the window. But I must say, right, so I did this at around three o'clock this afternoon and I gave it a solid three out of five. I was like, oh, this wasn't too bad. Apart from the lumps of pastry, like a bit, a bit weird. However, flash forward another 40 minutes. My entire kitchen stinks oh. of cat food. Now oh. I don't I don't have a cat. I have no idea where the smell of cat food has come from. It is it is the soup and I don't know what's in it that's making it smell like cat food. It could be the stock, like the saltiness of the stock yeah. and the cheese. But like even my mum and dad were like kind of smells like pet food. So I mean okay. I I don't think it's I take can I take back my 3 out of 5 and give it back to a 1? Well, what is the one out of? Is it one out of ten, one out of five, one out of a hundred? Your bloody scales are all over the place. I give my soup one soup out of five soups. (laughs) Okay, right. (laughs) So, um, not great. By the way, if you want to check some behind-the-scenes videos up on our Insta story right now, your soup for tomorrow. I have been thinking long and hard about this. I had a few different avenues I wanted to go down, and I've picked one of the most accessible 
and versatile foods that I know you love in many different shapes and forms. So your soup for tomorrow is egg soup. Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. So I, my I, kitchen I, today smells like cat food. Tomorrow it's going to smell like day old farts. Your parents are jazz. really going to hate me. No, hang on. Like you can definitely like hard boil these eggs, make them all firm to begin with. Then, I don't know, perhaps vegetable soup or vegetable stock would probably suit eggs more. Maybe chicken, I don't know. Think about it. Maybe add in some spices, some herbs and spices. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. So right now we are trying to determine what is the cutoff point for a WhatsApp voice note. Now, my friend, I have a friend who absolutely hates them who sent me this thing saying, keep your voice notes short. It's it's a voice note, not a podcast. And the other end of the spectrum, I have a friend who we go back and forth and we do 15, 20 minute ones sometimes. Nothing like a good old chinwag. But you, Jazz, your cutoff point is way before that. Yeah, <laughs> two minutes. Like, if I get a voice note that's over two minutes, I, I'm just not going to listen to it straight away. I'm going to be scared, uh, terrified of what's in the voice note. And also, not, I don't have time to listen and then reply. Uh, also, Leisha's been in touch on WhatsApp and she says, if you have time to make a 15 minute voice note, you have time to make it two to five minute call max and I agree like the thing with long voice notes is when you're hearing it play out and you're like that's a good point this is what I want to say back you can't pause and then send a voice note in the middle and then by the time it's finished you can't remember what you wanted to reply in minute one of the voice note and all your thoughts are all over the place like it would just be so much easier having a call Okay, two points on that. One, the person isn't always available for a call. Like if you work different hours to your friend that you want to talk to or they're in a meeting, a voice note is amazing. They can go around, listen to it at their own leisure and do what I do. Make notes when you're listening to it, right? That's a bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Then when you're voice noting back, you've got a whole list of things you can say and it's right in front of you. Multitasking, it's brilliant. Oh, it's not very natural conversation though, is it? I just want to refer back to point number one you made. Uh, sorry. Well, you have, don't say it like that. I have a bullet point here. One sec. It's in uh, section <laughs> A, subsection C2. Oh, yes. I'm grand. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Jazz, just sounds like you're bitter that no one wants to talk to you for 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe this is true. Uh, Paul joining us on the show. Paul, what's going on? What are your opinions on these voice notes? When it comes to voice notes, if there's a reason to the voice note, I'm all for a long one if it has a point. Um, like if it's a thing that I need to actually speak to someone about it so I can just ring them. But don't send me a two, three minute voice note just to have a waffle about something. <laughs> Pick up the phone and ring me if you want to do that. If I don't want to have to talk like, look, I'm busy, but look. <laughs> You're just like... Cut out all this waffle. Send me your message. If it's important, give me a call. I agree with you, Paul. Yeah, absolutely. But as I said, look, what I will say is, and it's happened to me before, if you're sending someone a voice note talking about somebody else, make sure you know that other person isn't in the room than when they play that voice note. Oh, that, Paul, are you speaking from experience? Yes, unfortunately, in a previous job, I sent a voice note to a... Uh, colleague about one of the other guys oh. unbeknownst to me they're in the break <gasps> together oh no uh, that's the other thing the other person turned it off yeah well look not quick enough with the fingers I suppose <laughs> oh god and that's oh. the thing if there's, if there's if there's juicy goss going down in a voice note and you play it out other people can hear it and you're like oh god Paul you need to know that you can if you're listening to a voice note on WhatsApp if you just raise it to your ear the voice note will stop playing through the big speaker and just play through the small little phone speaker at your ear there's a tip for you life hack 
Are you alone? Because there is juicy tea coming in. <laughs> yes, right now it is time for Get Jazzy On at the part of the show on a Thursday where I give Jazz a special topic to go off and study and then he presents his findings. What Jazz doesn't know though is what I've written down on my piece of paper. I've got three bullet points that I want him to nail. He doesn't know what they are. If he gets them, if he gets two out of three, I should say, he gets a win. Jazz, tonight's topic was the origin of the knock-knock joke. We all say them, we've all heard them. Where the hell do they come from? Yeah, do you know what? I actually found this quite tough because usually you give me a broad-ass subject. Like last Sorry, week... I've dropped my paper and I've knocked off my light. It's very dark. Hang on a second. Oh, we'll, just, we'll just put the show on pause now. Are you okay? You're all set there. <laughs> the joys the joys of working from home, eh? Okay, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. So, last week... Was it last week you gave me um, blue or was that the week before? Uh, last week, I think I gave you... Hmm, no, I gave you memes last week. The week before was blue. Yeah, so broad subjects like memes and, and blue... So, so broad. Yeah. I only got my first win of this whole game last week with three out of three in memes. So this is like a question. Uh, and there there wasn't that much I could find on the origins of the knock-knock joke. Excuses. But here's what I got. So the knock-knock joke is one of the oldest forms of the audience participatory joke. Participatory joke, which usually ends, <laughs> okay. which usually ends in a pun. By the way, if you're ever explaining a joke and you want it to be funny, don't use the phrase audience <laughs> participatory by the way no. now I'm going to do an audience participatory joke I hope you will participate in my participatory joke <laughs> um, okay one possible source a lot of people are saying this is Shakespeare if you studied Macbeth okay. in school apparently Macbeth is one of the earliest forms of the knock knock joke uh, so 1606 is the first performance of Macbeth when uh, the night porter was very hungover from the night before and he didn't want to have a lot of um, conversation uh, and he in his dialogue he's like knock knock who's there and that's where some people think it may have came from another possible source uh, 1936 a guy called Bob Dunn he wrote a book called Knock Knock featuring Enoch Knox it, like, it sounds like an, a really like <laughs> old school Dr. Seuss I'm not really sure what the crack with that is but that's another possible source they are okay. the only two sources I could find and pretty much ends my presentation however I'm going for gold here and in a Hail Mary I'm going to give a knock knock joke Laura knock knock who's there? Myla Myla who? There you go. For last minute points, I've oh. stuck in the greatest ever knock knock joke. Jazz, I think this might be our best get jazzy on it thus far, okay? So okay. I have three bullet points on my sheet of paper that I want you to hit. The first one was William Shakespeare. Yeah, get in there, Shakespeare. The second one was Macbeth. Yeah, get yes. in there, Macbeth, my guy. And then the third one, I will, I will show it to you here on Zoom. I said, bonus. Yes. Tell me a knock knock joke, yes. and you did. Yes. You got all three. Get Yay. in there. I actually yes. knew when, when I, when I was like looking up, seeing like where knock knock 
jokes come from I do you know what I said to myself I was like get into the mind of Laura Bracken what's she going to look for here <laughs> she's going to look for a bloody joke and I only nailed it yeah <laughs> I'm proud of you good job I suppose you can call me the king of jokes Okay, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. And today's soup must include an egg. Egg soup. Like, I didn't specify if you wanted to, <laughs> like, uh, boil, fry, scramble the egg. I said, that creative control is up to you. Let's see how Laura got on making egg soup. Okay, day three of Will It Soup. Today's magic ingredient, an egg. I have raided my presses. My kitchen looks like it's been burgled. I've got garlic. I've got salt. I've got pepper. I've got turmeric. I've got basil. <laughs> I've got turmeric. thyme. And I've got parsley. And my beloved and my final chicken stock. So I know we said last night on the show that maybe I should try new things, uh, new soup recipes that don't include stock. However, old habits die hard. I'm kind of hoping for kind of like a, a scrambled egg with a hint of chicken. I mean, that's the kind of vibe I'm going for. I actually don't think I'm going to need my blender today because the consistency, there's nothing really thick that I need to blend. So I'm really excited. So here I go, I'm gonna crack an egg. Oh yeah. That is a nice crack. (laughs) Egg beating time. Oh, it is like a scene from Ratatouille in here. My stock is lovely and dissolved. I have so many spices. I think it's time to add in some spices. What do you think? It's time to get spicy up in here. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add some turmeric, I'm gonna add some pepper, and I'm gonna add some garlic for a bit of flavor. Uh, But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to measure it. I'm just gonna freestyle it. We have just had an accident with the turmeric. I thought I was using the side, the lid, where like there's like tiny holes, but instead it was like completely open. And like half a little jar of turmeric has gone in. Now it is time for the most exciting part, the main ingredient. Let's add in the egg. I added the egg in and then it kind of like swirled it around and it honestly looks like shredded chicken. It looks so, so tasty. Um, It's definitely the wateriest of the soups. Um, It's kind of just egg done in kind of like a salty stock water. So let's have a little taste. Mmm. Oh, that's really nice. I wouldn't normally go for this. But you know what? This could be the best soup I've made all week. Egg in soup going forward. I'm down with it. Okay, so the egg soup turns out to be a bit of a success. Jazz, this is an absolute success, right? So I actually Googled it afterwards and it turns out that nearly exactly the same, I made like a Chinese soup. So I came across this like food blog and it was a guy who basically said that he used to work in a Chinese restaurant. They used to make soup three times a day. And like that, it was exactly like that, like chicken stock, like turmeric, garlic. Do I say turmeric wrong? Am I pronouncing that wrong? I don't know. It just sounds funny. Turmeric. <laughs> turmeric, I would say. It's one of those... Turmeric. I just... It's one, oh, turmeric. Oregano. Oregano. Basil, basil. It's all the same. <laughs> it's one of those that I just can't pronounce. But anyway, it turns out that this soup is actually like a Chinese soup and it does exist. So here we... So I bet you thought last night, oh, Delhi, Laura, Laura won't know how to make it an egg soup. It's already a thing and it's eaten... All, all over the world apparently Jazz we were just living under the sand there we go um, yeah because like ramen I suppose that I always chuck a boiled egg in it's not necessarily egg soup but if it works it works I had half a bowl not gonna lie I don't think I made it properly I gave myself a bellyache I'm sure the actual authentic one is delicious so I don't think I'll be making it again I don't want a bellyache but okay. um, if I'm ever 
in that part of the world for sure I will try it somewhat of a success okay so our last one of the week tomorrow and they've all turned out pretty well so far so I don't know like they've all been going quite well so what I want to do here and I, and I don't want to just give you a hard one for the sake of it oh god uh, help I don't want to give you a really difficult soup for the sake of it but what I would like to see tomorrow is a dessert soup now be that just a load of biscuits maybe it would be meringue yes. or maybe it's like a load of bloody ice cream I'm going to just say a dessert soup what dessert it is is up to you if you have any suggestions for what dessert Laura can make soup out of by all means 87 1038 I'm so excited oh my god I'm actually drooling I have so many biscuits still in my house left over from Christmas and I have so many fizzy drinks I can do like a float and I can put ice cream and fizzy drinks in it oh my god my teeth are going to fall out tomorrow I'm so excited okay <laughs> dessert soup the results this time tomorrow night on the Zoo Crew the Zoo Cast with Jazz and Laura Jazz, there was some very exciting news, very nostalgic news today. A very popular social media site is coming back, one that we are very, very fond of here on the Zoo Crew and miss deeply. Bebo, ladies and gentlemen, is coming back. Woo-hoo! I was I was honestly so shocked to see this announced today. And I didn't even see an official announcement. I literally just saw people sharing photos of like the statement from Bebo, the website, being like, oh, we're coming back next month. Like, very random indeed. And people are thrilled. Do you know what I found really suspicious about it, though, was the fact that, like, it was like, hey, Bebo is coming back next month now. We're sorry, but, like, all of your previous data has now been lost. But also, it was like, if you've been given a password, enter it here. So clearly, they're trialing it with, like, certain people. And, like, some people have been emailed a password to kind of get, like, a sneak preview of Bebo. Who are these people? I want to know if you got one of those passwords. Let us know. 087-711-1038 because I'm intrigued to know what kind of social media site it's going to be. So what I take from that is is they're beta testing it which usually happens when a new site or service is being launched like they'll have the trial version and give it out to 100,000 a million people or whatever to test it and make sure there's no bugs or things aren't working like how they should be and then they report back and stuff I don't know I don't know how you get to be one of those people I assume you have to be I don't know very I don't know, technologically advanced or something like that. I'm not sure if it's just any Tom, Dick or Harry getting to beta test a new Bebo. And I'm really sorry to put a downer on this whole buzz. I really feel it's going to be nothing like how it was. And I'm, I'm only saying that because I don't want people, us and listeners of Zoo Crew, to get really really hyped up about sharing the love and top 16 and Bebo flashboxes I I really think it's going to be a very slick capitalist looking Bebo like I I really don't think you're going to be able to change your skins and put uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift the soundtrack in your your flashbox (laughs) I just don't think it's going to be like how it was I am excited to see what it is but I don't know I just don't want to get my hopes up I don't want my heart to be broken I know and I kind of agree and like what like the things that made Bebo so special we're having another half we're having a top 16 we're sharing the love like do you remember when they upped the love from one to three every day like yeah. that was absolutely huge I think that they'd be almost silly not to bring back those elements because yeah. whatever about the skins and the flashboxes but like having those things will make it so distinct like so distinctive and like 
I just really feel like that they're going to turn it into another TikTok. I really think it's going to be very like video mm. heavy and I don't think you're necessarily going to have like friends, but I would love if they bring it back the same as it was because it was just so perfect. Yeah. Okay, so things you reckon they will feature on it in the new version. Flashboxes, yay or nay? Yeah. Yeah? Yay. You think so? Oh no, flashboxes, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> no, 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 no flashbox. Loves. 1000% yes for the loves. Okay, the world I, needs more love right now. Yeah. And if Bebo is the one to do that, <laughs> I believe they can. Yeah, I reckon they might keep the loves. And skins. Do you think you'll, you're going you're gonna to have a customizable skin oh. on your new Bebo page? No, skins are yeah, gone. I don't think gone. so. I don't think so. But I think it is going to be rolled out in February at some stage. So, I mean, we'll wait and see. We'll have to, I mean, maybe we'll make a page for the show and add lots of friends on it and be like, person to my right, my number one homie. Person to my left, <laughs> my girl out, you know? <laughs> Jazz, I only have one request. Can I be your other half? Absolutely not. My girlfriend would kill me. <laughs> the Cast with Jazz and Laura. I feel a little bit bad. I pulled a prank on my boyfriend and I think I really like upset him yesterday. Oh no. um, So he's obviously, he's working from home at the moment and he was kind of like having a quiet day. So he's been kind of doing a bit of like a clear out of the wardrobe as everyone is kind of doing during this lockdown. Getting all the life admin done so that when life gets fun again, we can just go off and have no duties. Um, But he's been clearing out his wardrobes, kind of going through old clothes and getting rid of stuff that he doesn't want anymore. And he was going through a drawer and I'm pretty sure it's the same with your girlfriend. But like you probably have like a drawer in her place and she probably has a drawer in your place that if she ever stays over, you know, she's got stuff there like a toothbrush and spare underwear and T-shirts and tops and stuff. And my boyfriend was like going down and he's like, he was like sending me pictures. He's like, do you want me to get rid of any of this? So in the picture was like my toothbrush, some T-shirts, some underwear, like socks and stuff. And I was like, now is not a good opportunity to have a bit of fun with this. (laughs) So obviously I haven't been staying in my boyfriend's for quite some time because of lockdown and we're not going to each other's houses and stuff for obvious reasons. But uh, he sent me a picture anyway and in the picture was underwear and I was like, "Uh, excuse me? You're going to ask me, do I want them? And he's like, yeah, well, like they're in the drawer. And I was like, they're not mine. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like what so immediately he was like oh no have I? and he was like but they're in your drawer and I was like well they're not mine I was like they're somebody else's you better start explaining yourself and he was like um, oh, oh well and he was like well obviously like they, they just like got stuck in the dryer maybe I put a, a you know clothes in with the dryer and like maybe maybe like my housemates underwear and he's like oh yeah and straight away he's like oh my god like I live with two girls did I take their underwear by accident oh my god they're gonna think I'm such a creep and he was freaking out and I was like ah, I'm just kidding yeah they're mine yeah grand keep them and he was like why would you do that? And I was like, ah, it's a bit of fun though. And he's like, no, I genuinely got like scared there. He's like, I didn't want my housemates thinking I was weird if I had to, you know, basically put like their underwear back in the dryer. Like, that's weird. He's like, I don't really know them very well. And I was like, ah, you know, just a bit of crack. But I, I couldn't resist. I was like, they're not my underwear. And like, I can only, I wish I, I, I was in person because I would have liked to have seen how red his face was. Yeah, went. yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm so glad that immediately his brain went to, geez, well, well, how the hell could these have gotten there? And like, it would have backfired on you if he was like, actually, Laura, I have something to tell you. Uh, I didn't want to bring could it up like this. <laughs> could you imagine? That would have been the most awkward thing ever, but I couldn't resist. When I saw them in the picture, I was like, they're not mine. I have never seen those before in my life. Do you think I would wear that colour? Ew, like, no. And he was like, I'm really sorry. I don't know, don't know how they got there. And I was like, ah, uh, just kidding. <laughs> or you, you literally hit him with the, who is she? Who is she? Imagine if he then had replied a name. I'd be like, okay, okay, <laughs> oh. we have big problems here. Oh, how the turntables. 
<laughs> You're lucky I can't leave my 5k right now. <laughs> the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. And yeah, so tonight's task then, we have to do a dessert soup, which mm. is probably the most exciting one that I've done all week. Here's how I got on. Okay, it's the final day of Will It Soup. Tonight's challenge is dessert soup. Now, Jazz didn't say it had to be a savoury soup, so my sweet tooth is going all out tonight. So I've got some milk, I've got some biscuits, I've got some ice cream, and I have got whipped cream and chocolate mousse. I'm also going to add in some sugar and whatever else sugary I can find along the way. Okay, so going in first... We've got some milk. Again, I'm not measuring this out. That looks like about 100 mils. The noise. I'm gonna get some chocolate mousse and whipped cream. Oh, in goes the whipped cream. In goes the chocolate mousse. Next up, we've got some malted milk biscuits. Now I've made a few desserts in my time, more so cheesecakes. And when you wanna get a good base for a cheesecake, you need to whack the biscuits. In goes some... Lockdown anger being taken out in the biscuits. Biscuits. Oh, this is looking delicious already. Oh, yeah. Delish. Next up, I want to go really, really chocolatey. Now, I'm well aware, the more chocolatey I go, the more it's going to look like it came out of the back end of a horse. However, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be delicious. It's not all about the presentation. It's about what it tastes like. Am I right? Yep. We have hit the jackpot. After <laughs> much rummaging through the freezer, I found vanilla ice cream, I found strawberry ice cream, and I found chocolate fudge brownie ice cream. This is going to be so good. Okay, so I've added in my ice cream, and in case this wasn't sweet enough, I'm going to add in three teaspoons of sugar. Oh my God, my teeth are going to fall out. So when Jazz sent me this challenge yesterday, someone actually texted into Spin and said, isn't a dessert soup just a milkshake? And I'd have to agree, that's kind of the vibe I'm going for. Okay, we've got all of our ingredients now in this, and it is time to lock it in to the blender. Let's go. Okay, we are all blended. At the moment, it kind of looks like something that you might find on the inside of an extremely dirty toilet. However, I have high hopes, and I'm not going to be let down. I really feel like this is going to be delicious. So soup is nothing without a garnish. So a lump of cream, a little chocolate, Cause we, oh, cause we fancy. (laughs) The garnish of digestive. Stunning. Okay, moment of truth, taste test time. This is the first cold soup I've ever had. But I'm gonna get a bit of the cream, the chocolate, the biscuit. I hope this tastes like milkshake. Mm. Mmm. Okay, dessert soup is amazing. It's so crunchy, it's cold, very chocolatey, very rich. However, there is lumps of sugar in it. <laughs> Which are some people is some people's dream. Oh, I can imagine this now on a cold summer's day. Mmm. This is extremely good. Okay, ten out of ten. Twelve out of ten. So dessert soup <laughs> sounds pretty damn good. It also sounds pretty damn exact to a milkshake and I feel like now is your time. I think you're just going to be really angry at me that I didn't put it on the heat. I think you're going to complain that it's not actually soup. So come on, let me have it. Do you know what? Not not once during that did I think I was going to give out because it actually sounded like the most 
um, the most real recipe of the whole week like bangers and mash soup <laughs> okay. leftover pie soup egg soup this actually sounded like all the ingredients do go together so I mean it sounds like the biggest success of the week to me Thank you, and it tasted like the big, the biggest success. If you want to check out the process, it is up on Spin's Instagram story, so go and check it out. And to be honest, I think I took a lovely final photo of the soup garnished. I think it looks like something straight out of a cookbook. I may have to start my own cookbook, Jazz. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. The Zoo Cruise. The Zoo Cruise. Free 50 Friday. I came to win. Oh yes, it is time for free 50 Friday, giving you the chance to get your hands on 50 euro cash going into the weekend. Because Jazz, what's better than money? Free money! Yes! And taking on free 50 Friday tonight is Michaela. Welcome to the show. What's going on? How are you? I'm good, yeah. Good stuff. What are you up to tonight? Any any crazy plans for the weekend? No, no we, <laughs> we hope not. just moved into our house tonight, so um, it's the first night in our new house. Oh! Curry on the way, and that's it. Oh my God, that oh, is so exciting. Congrats. Thanks very much. So was it, is that what, you're, what you've been focusing on for the last little while, getting the move oh, in? And it, is this your... lockdown last year, this is all we focused on, and we got the keys. Um, two days before Christmas so it's been getting a bit of work <gasps> done and finally moving tonight Oh that is oh, so Michaela, exciting congrats <laughs> Thanks so much And you're dead right first night don't even bother getting the dinner on get the curry <laughs> get the feet up and enjoy the new gaff Oh that's the plan I can't even look at anything that's in the kitchen at the minute so it'd be a curry on the way and relax Spot on Oh well hopefully we can cover the cost of your curry Are you ready for free hopefully. 50 Friday? Okay, I think I am. Go on. Okay, so we've got five questions. Each question is worth a tenner. For every right answer you get, you get ten euro. If you get all five right, you get 50 quid. Ah, brilliant. All right, here we go. Question number one, free 50 Friday. Louis Walsh is older than Simon Cowell. True or false? True. True? It's correct. Well done, ten quid. (laughs) Well done. Question number two. (laughs) Former Love Island contestant Danny Dyer welcomed her first child, a baby boy this week. What's his name? Is it Sammy or Santiago? Sammy. Final answer? Uh, No. Santiago. 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 Correct! You've got 20 quid! <laughs> well done. <laughs> Very well worked out. <laughs> I'm glad I changed my mind. <laughs> All right, on to question three. Which social media platform announced today it's coming back next month? Bebo. Bebo is correct. Well done. 30 quid. Question four. What year was the first iPhone released? 2007 or 2008? 2007. Correct! Yeah! (laughs) Jeez, you're absolutely flying it. 40 quid, 4 out of 4 so far. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Fifth and final question. I don't think, actually, before... Do you know what? I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say anything. Forget I said that. No, don't jinx it. Question five. Don't jinx (laughs) it. That just happened last week. (laughs) Question five. (laughs) Shut up, Jazz. Shut up, Jazz. Question five. Name one of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's kids. North. Is correct! 
Oh my god, that is spot on. Oh. Of course, you could have said North, Saint, Chicago, or Sam. You went with North, <laughs> the one we all know. Five out of five. I was gonna say oh, no one no one has ever gotten five out of five on Free Fifty Friday before. And do you know what? I'm absolutely buzzed that it's you. Oh, thank you. So, so happy much. for you. Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks so much. There you go. That'll definitely cover the curry now and a few bits over the weekend. Oh, of course it will. That, do you know what? It just uh, it couldn't have come at a better time. Happy days. Oh, great stuff. Oh, I'm so happy we got to be part of the first night in your house. Congratulations <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. when, when things go back to normal and we can have gatherings again, we better be on the housewarming invite list. We will be on the housewarming list. I'll make sure to send an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. Congratulations. Michaela, congrats Thanks on the so house much. and have a great have weekend. Nice Thank you. Oh. The Zoo Cast with Jazz and Laura.